Blog Talk Radio.
I am, Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, praise the Lord and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. God bless everyone, and we're so happy that you could join us. The Lord has some things he wants to tell us tonight. So I want to encourage you to get your writing implement out and your paper or your notepad or however you take notes because God has something to say, and we all need to hear it. Amen? Praise the Lord. This is one of those uh, messages that it doesn't matter how long you've been in Christ, you need to hear it because there's some things you let slip sometimes because you think you're so familiar with the subject, amen? But God is here to help all of us, and we're all here to grow in Jesus' name. Hi. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Brother Bill is here, and Brother Marshall is here. Everyone else is here, and so are you. Praise the Lord. The Lord promises us that whenever two or three of us are gathered together in his name, he'll be here too. Amen? So we want to welcome the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to welcome the Lord. Amen? Praise the name of Jesus. You know, saints, Um, It's important all the time, but especially in the time that we live in, to hear from the Lord and to know that it's the Lord when we hear him. It's very, very important, you know. And some people uh, discount it or they don't think it's as important as it is, but it's extremely important. It could be the difference between life and death, you know. The Bible tells us that his sheep hear his voice. The Bible tells us that we have to live not by bread only, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if we have to hear what comes out of God's mouth, we need to be prepared in our hearts to hear from him. Amen? You know, there's still people that are Christians that don't realize that God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's still talking to humans. He is. In the very beginning, you see him talking to Adam, talking to Eve, talking to the serpent, talking to Cain, and he's still talking to us. Individually, amen? Everyone does not necessarily hear an audible voice. Some do, some don't. But the Lord has a way of speaking to every one of his children. And so however the Lord speaks to you, you need to listen to him when he wants to say something, amen? Sometimes he uses scripture Sometimes it's an unction down in your gut. Sometimes somebody will walk past you and say something or you'll overhear something and it'll have grace on it and you'll know it's God talking to you. There are many ways for God to speak. 
and he has so many of them that we need to open our hearts up to allow him to introduce us to some of the ways he's been trying to reach us, but we've been too busy thinking that, oh, that was just my mind, that was just a thought, that wasn't the Lord. Well, you know, we could be wrong about that, you know. Have you ever thought about that? We could be wrong. So uh, I want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Internet church, Protestant and non-denominational, and we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We belong to him. And he is our Lord and Savior, and if you have not made him your personal Savior and the Lord of your life, we want to encourage you to do so. Amen? We want to encourage you to do so. We want to invite everyone to join us in our chat room, and our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner at the top, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that. Amen. And once you click it, the page will change, and there'll be uh, two designations. Choose the one that says guest, and then... Type in your name. That's right. Type in your name. Praise the Lord. And say hello to everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, we've been having a little issue uh, recently where some people come in with these extremely general uh, handles, you know, we allow you to use your handle, but, you know, you have to use some wisdom. And they'll use something um, something like uh, guest. And um, so that happened earlier today. And so I, uh, I, I wrote in there, a high guest, no, good morning guest, do you have a name? And the person disappeared. So that's how you know somebody isn't on the up and up. Amen? So we're asking that you, if you've been used to using your handle that's not one of those generalized like guest or user or one of those, that's fine. Continue. But for the new people, use your name. You shouldn't be coming up here to a church, to a ministry, hiding behind uh, a handle that's extremely general. We're very open and honest and uh, straightforward here. And if you are seeking the Lord, you should be that way as well. Amen? Now, if you have a hidden agenda, that wouldn't surprise us at all. That's happened before. And the Holy Spirit will ferret you right out. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it is the truth. You see, this ministry belongs to the Lord. And he watches over every single little thing that goes on here. He doesn't miss anything. So if you're trying to come up and be deceptive or phony, he'll he'll ferret you right out. Okay? So 
So we just want you to know that there's nothing you can get away with. Praise the Lord. You may as well use your name. Amen. Praise the Lord. And um, I put an announcement in the chat room a little earlier about um, when the next fast is going to be. So if you missed that, scroll up real quick and you can catch it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And let's see, there's something else I'm supposed to say. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said to tell you that the upcoming fast is going to begin on March the 20th, and it runs consecutively through March 31st. It begins on the 20th, and it runs all the way through the end of the month on the 31st. Praise the Lord. So there you have it. You have the hot news off the press. Praise God. Amen. So I know you'll be getting prepared in your heart and in your mind to really uh, seek the Lord because we need to. Life is filled with swift transition, and so we need to hold on to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Thank you very much, sister. So it's time to pray, saints. It's time to go before the Lord, to thank him for his goodness. We want to thank him for each one of you. Amen. And we want to thank him for helping Brother Bill, the challenges he's had recently. He's had some some challenges and uh, some technological challenges, but the Lord is helping him through each of them. Amen. We're overcomers here in Jesus' name. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we've all had challenges. Uh, I'm having legal challenge. Brother, Brother Bill had technological challenges. We're all having challenges. Some people are having financial challenges. But nonetheless, the overcomer lives within us, and you cause us to overcome every single time, if we would but allow you to lead us through. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you for your guidance, for your counsel, for your direction, for showing us which way is the right way at the right time. Sometimes we have to wait, Lord. We want to charge ahead, but we have to wait for you. We have to wait for the right moment when you say now. So, Lord, we're coming to that maturity where we're willing to wait until you say, do it now. We're not running ahead like racehorses. We're not lagging behind like lazy saints. No, sir, we're being patient. We're being steadfast. We're focusing on you. We're keeping our minds on you. We're casting all of our care upon you. We're listening to you so that we can obey you. Thank you, Lord, for our growth in grace. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for the armor of God. 
We want to thank you for the warring linking angels, the wall of fire, the praising angels, the ministering angels. Thank you for every provision. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for Jesus Christ, for God the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for the heavenly host. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross of Calvary and what it means to each of us. We want to thank you for Holy Communion. We want to thank you for every gift and every grace that you have bestowed upon your people. We want to thank you for our inheritance in Jesus Christ our Lord. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for your lordship and what it means to the saints. So we give you praise, Lord. We love you. We honor you. We humble ourselves before you. We bow before your holy throne, and we say, thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. Thank you. Every good and perfect gift comes from above from you. And we open our arms wide to receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, we do, Lord. We open our arms wide to receive from you in the name of Jesus. We cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring it captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord, that we have the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to bring every thought into captivity. We know, Lord, because you have taught us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We want to thank you that you have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. We have wonderful blessings that are new every morning. We have the favor of God. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for your graciousness to us. We want to thank you for listening to us when we pray and for answering our prayers. We refuse, Lord, to entertain the fear that is in the world. We refuse to entertain the fear that's in the world. We refuse to entertain the unbelief and the doubt that's in the world. It will not creep into our hearts because you are teaching us to guard our hearts with all diligence through Jesus Christ our Lord. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, powers, And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. Amen. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, and we bind every form of godliness 
which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his kingdom, his powers, and his underlings in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains in darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, twisting our words against the will of God, all Kundalini spirits and their attacks, even their psychic abilities, all marine and water spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, all passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's see. Where was that, Lord? Oh, and all artificial intelligence and smart dust devils, all drone spirits, all sorcery spirits and their attacks, all seducing and womanizing spirits, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, and all remote viewing. Father, we bind concussion. Head injuries. Brain injuries. Malformations of the brain that are congenital. Damaged areas of our brain. Break it, break it, break it. 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 Break it, Thank you, Lord. For by the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. So we wrap the blood stripes of Jesus around any injured part of our brain or our brain stem in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive your healing, Lord Jesus. We receive the healing. We receive the healing that you're releasing right now to our brain. We thank you for it. We thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. Thank you. Praise the Lord. We bind all seducing and womanizing and drone spirits, whoredom spirits and their attacks, we bind all the voices of the stranger in their attacks and all the charmers in Jesus' name. 
We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, all techno-paganism and all mind control by the occult in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all migraines and their attacks, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, and the work of every druid. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We bind everything coming off the cell towers, all EMF attacks, all 5G attacks, in Jesus' holy name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. We bind everything that was fed to us in a dream in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, Australian, European, uh, native persons, native uh, indigenous persons, tribal magic, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic. It's all the same anyway. In Jesus' name. We bind wicked Hindu practices, magic in the Asian countries, voodoo in the Asian countries. Hallelujah. We bind all Morgellons attacks and return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, and impulsivity in Jesus' name. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Mandela effect, and we bind the Lord of the Flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind the formation of all bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders and their webs, every spirit of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land and the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge, Against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes We bind you in Jesus' name We bind all spiders and trapping them in their own webs We bind the transference of evil spirits We bind mammon and his agents We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy Sabotage, stop, expose, curse, stifle, pervert, confuse, distract, block, besmirch, hinder Defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the anger of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. 
We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. In Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order and New Age movement, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and the works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic demons and practices, lewdness, perversions, outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, BioPK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and his entire kingdom, all their strong men, all their agents, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all demonic blood, sexual, financial, animals, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in the name of Jesus and return them where they came from, to their point of origin in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Molech, Python, Baphomet, and 72, Neptune, Aradada, Osiris, Atlas, Zeus, Mammon, Apollyon, Kali, and all gods and goddesses in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of every demonic weapon, fireball, poison, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite in the name of Jesus Christ. All of the Rusa de Didia, all of the Arikisa artifacts that are used, we bind the work of the Demole in the name of Jesus Christ. The Order of the Eastern Star and all other affiliated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. 
We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. Father, we ask you to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those, Lord, who are being persecuted for their faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you and we give you praise, Lord. We cover ourselves, our vehicles, and the road we travel with the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the animals, spirits, and demons of the road so that they do not cross our path, and we forbid them to do so in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all lawlessness in driving and traffic in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind collisions and accidents and poor driving and poor driving conditions in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your protection, Father. We take authority, dominion, and power over bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We shut off and close our dreams off from those that are wicked in Jesus' name. We sever every soul tie, and we cut every silver cord in Jesus' name, and we command them to stay away. We thank you, Father, for your warrior angels protecting us as we sleep through the day and night. We thank you for the wall of fire. Every spirit that has followed us, from wherever we've been all week long, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness, and we send them into the cage and to the feet of Jesus to be judged right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we bind every demon coming across the computer lines. We return them in any curses in the name of Jesus Christ. Any flying animal or spirit that has come to release curses around us and in our atmosphere, we bind them and the curse in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return the curse to them in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit, every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull out. In the name of Jesus Christ, every voodoo pen, fiery dart, needle, spear, all the and any other instrument sent into our body by the enemy in Jesus' name, we burn every voodoo doll in Jesus' name. We burn every voodoo doll with the fire of God in Jesus' name. We bind the pain that comes with the voodoos, the pricking pain in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, 
vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy all protection around warlocks, wizards, witches, Satanists, nanotechnology, shamans, sorcerers, and the like. And we break the powers of every curse, hex, vex, love spell, charm, other spell, psychic prayers and thoughts, death spirits, bewitchments, jinxes, potions, mind control, voodoo, magic, and sorcery, all death spirits sent to us, all spirits affecting our finances. We bind in the name of Jesus. We bind all incantations, chantings, ungodly blessings, incense and candle burnings, root works, crystals, hoodoo, tribal rituals and sins, anything the devil sent to us, we send it right back to him in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that has come to attack our health or to attack our finances, we send it right back. We bind it in the name of Jesus, and we send it back from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. Our Father didn't send it to us, and we're not going to put up with it. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm. All righty, saints. Well, Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 33. Our featured e-book is Deliverance Spirit Spells Bible Study, Magic Power. Those of you that have um, come in from a witchcraft background, you need to read this, and actually everybody needs to read it. Amen? Our verse for meditation comes from the book of Job, Job chapter 3, verse 17. Job chapter 3, verse 17. Our guest call-in number, and uh, if you're one of the people where your sound goes out promptly at 9 p.m., about 10 minutes before, you need to dial in uh, on your phone so you can hear the rest of the broadcast. It's going to be very important tonight to hear Uh, all that we're going to pray about because it's quite a bit. Our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. That's area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Now there have been some people that have um, called the hotel trying to talk to us. Well, guess what? We don't live there. Amen? And so there's really nobody there to talk to you unless you're trying to book a reservation. And we're not baptizing right now. So um, if you need to contact us, please email me at gproom at outlook.com. That's G-P as in Paul, room at Outlook.com. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. So, thank you very much. There are those of you that have questions, but you sit there and hold on to the question in your head as if it's going to get answered that way. And you can either... Ask the Lord, or you can email me at gproom at outlook.com. Amen? Amen. 
somebody asked me, did I answer emails? Well, beloved, I would not suggest that you write me an email if I didn't plan to read it and answer it. I may not answer it the moment you expect it to be answered, but I will answer. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, amen. Sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and answer your emails, but that's another subject. So, tonight we're going to talk about Seeking God's will. Seeking God's will. Throughout Scripture, believers are called to obey God by seeking His will and hearing from heaven. Very young believers may not have developed faith enough to consistently distinguish the Lord's voice. Amen? But as they grow in the scriptures and in faith and receive deliverance, this is easily overcome. Amen? This is easily overcome. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 27, John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus Christ says to us, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So however it is that the Lord speaks to you, chances are he's been speaking to you in more than one way. Listen to him. It's important to listen to the Lord. There are things you would never know and never think of if you didn't hear what he had to say to you. Amen? Sometimes he speaks through the sermon. Usually that's all the time. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 3, verse 3, we're still in John, chapter 10, verse 3, the Bible says the sheep, Hear his voice. The sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name. Remember when Samuel was young? He was very, very young. He was a little boy. And uh, he hadn't had a revelation from the Lord yet. The Lord called him Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel thought it was Eli talking to him. So he jumped out of bed and he went to see Eli, and Eli said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And so he did. And then he heard the voice again, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel jumped up and ran back and said, you did call me. You did. And Eli realized that it was the Lord trying to get Samuel's attention. And so he told him, go back to bed. And the next time you hear the voice, say, Lord, your servant listeneth. Speak, Lord, for your servant listeneth. In other words, he's telling the Lord that he's prepared to hear everything that the Lord has to say to him. And that's 
some of the issues that some of us may be experiencing. We need to learn to still ourselves and to get all of the racing thoughts from the day out of our minds so that we can hear what the Lord has to say to us. If you can remember some time ago, I told you that in the early morning hours, when you're barely just awake, if you'll lay there and attune yourself, attune your spirit and your heart and your ears toward the Lord, you will hear what he wants you to know. But you have to make it a practice of doing that. Amen? Amen. Psalm 95, verse 7. Psalm 95, verse 7. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. So, one of the initial prayers that a believer should pray when seeking the Lord's will in a matter is to ask the Lord for his wisdom. He's the all-wise Savior, the Bible says. And in James chapter 1, verse 5, James chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, If any of you say that would be me, lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He didn't say go ask your neighbor. He said let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. God is very generous in giving us wisdom if we will seek him for it. Amen? But you know you can't be pompous and a know-it-all and full of pride and receive the wisdom of God. It doesn't work that way. You also have to get rid of your foolishness. Even if it's generational foolishness, you have to repent of that. God has no pleasure whatsoever in a fool. And he says that in the word repeatedly. The pride and the foolishness must go. If you're to seek the Lord for his wisdom, and you must be serious about it. You must be serious about it. And he won't upbraid you because you don't know what to do. No, he's your God. He wants you to come to him. And ask him what to do. And it shall be given him. So you see, you can get it. You can have it if you want it and ask for it. Amen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23, verse 3. Psalm 23, verse 3. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You mean he's going to keep me on the right path? That's what he's promising. He's promising to lead each of us in the right path. But you know, saints, we've got to be willing to follow him. Amen. 
Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. But God will show us the path of life, but we've got to want it. Psalm 25, verse 4. Psalm 25, verse 4. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path. Somebody needs to highlight that in their Bible because that's what you need to pray on a daily basis. Psalm 25, verse 4. You know, if you're the kind of person most people are, You've made some horrendous mistakes somewhere along the way. You've done something that's not right. And you need to help yourself out. Yes, you need to help yourself out. Back, as a matter of fact, where that scripture is, my signature is right there. Amen. You need to help yourself out. And this is one of the ways you help yourself. You ask the Lord to show you his ways and to teach you his path. And then be prepared to learn something. Amen? Psalm 27, verse 11. Psalm 27, verse 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. That's right. The Lord will teach you what to do when the enemy is on your trail. He'll help you, but you've got to call out to him for his help. You know, some people just sit there expecting the Lord to read their mind, and they don't open their mouth and say anything to him. That won't work, saints. You actually have to open your mouth and pray. Psalm 119, verse 35. Psalm 119, verse 35. Make me to go in the path of thy commandment, for therein do I delight. Make me to go in the path of thy commandment, for therein do I delight. You see, we need the Lord to keep us in line. You see, one of the qualities of sheep is they have this ability innately to wander from where they ought to be. And the shepherd has to go find them. He has to seek them out and bring them back into the fold. So we pray for the Lord to help us stay in paths of righteousness. Amen? First Chronicles chapter 16, First Chronicles chapter 16, Beginning with verse 10. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. So when we're seeking the Lord, we're supposed to have a heart of rejoicing. That's right. All through our fast, we're going to have a heart of rejoicing. We're going to rejoice because we get 
to seek the Lord. You see, there are people in other religions, there are people who have no religion but themselves. They don't seek the Lord. They don't have this benefit. They do not have this benefit. But we do. Verse 11, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face every other day, every other month. No, seek his face continually. Amen. So, we must begin by preparing our heart to seek the Lord. Repentance from sin and humility are key ingredients. We must trust the Lord to answer us even when we feel uncertain. Even when we feel uncertain. Psalm 34, verse 4. Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Well, there's some people that need to pray this prayer because you still have some fears, and you need to be delivered from them. So the scripture is telling us clearly that you ought to seek the Lord about this so that you can get your complete deliverance. Amen? It's more to it than just casting out devils. Unfortunately, some people think that the deliverance ministry doesn't do anything but cast devils out, but that's not the truth. Casting out devils is one of the things that we do. We do many other things. Unfortunately, there are people who think that the deliverance ministry, you pop in when you need them, you see? You show up when you think you need them. You ask them to pray for you. They cast the devils out of you, and then you're gone. You know, like sort of like going to the bathroom. That's, how they, that's their mentality to dealing with the deliverance ministry. But that's not the mentality that Jesus had. That doesn't agree with the Lord. This is a life-changing ministry. We don't just cast demons out. We change lives. And so we require that people come up and they listen three times a week, that they participate in the fast, that they do the things we teach them to do, because it's more to it than just getting a demon cast out. You've got to keep it out, and you've got to grow, and you've got to replace that place where that spirit was with the word of God. You've got to grow in faith. You've got to have some believing in your believer. You've got to have some word down in your heart. Or else, when those spirits, the reinforcements come to deal with you, you'll end up seven times worse. That's right. Let me take you there right now since we're there, since we're on this subject. Amen, since we're on that subject right now. Let's just go there. Let's see. Amen. Let's go there. Amen. I'm going to the scripture. Amen. 
Amen. I'm going to Luke. I'm going to the scripture in Luke, and I'll tell you when I've gotten there. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. Luke, I'm in Luke chapter 11, and I'm going to begin at verse 18. Luke chapter 11, I'm beginning at verse 18. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. So they were falsely accusing Jesus Christ (coughs) of casting out devils by a demon. That was just downright treacherous there. And if by Beelzebub, and if I by Beelzebub cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. But when a strong man, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him, And overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted, and divideth his spoil. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. Now, verse 24. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. You see, that's what happens when you backslide and the demons come back to take their place back. That's what happens when you don't do your warfare the way we teach you and you open the door and the demons come back. Not the same demon that we cast out, but his reinforcement. Amen? Amen. See? There have been people that tried to tell me in Dr. Pat, oh, but the demon didn't leave. It's still here. I said, no, dear, that demon's long gone. It's been to the feet of Jesus for judgment ever since we cast it out. That's a reinforcing devil. Amen? So do we all understand that? There, this is not the drop off the demon ministry. Here, I called I called to drop my demon off to you, and uh, thank you very much, and I'm gone. That's That's not where we are here. We're uh, we're at someplace else, and we hope you join us. Amen. So, when we prepare our hearts to seek the Lord, we repent from sin, and humility must be in our hearts. We must trust the Lord to answer us even when we feel uncertain. Amen. Psalm 77, verse 1. 
Psalm 77, verse 1. Cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. He gave ear to me. He listened to me. How do you know he was listening? Because he answered. The Lord will hear us and he will answer us. The next thing that we must do is to fully submit our own will in the matter to the Lord. The next thing that we must do is to fully submit our own will, our own desires, our own I want in the matter to the Lord. We've got to turn it over. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Amen. Jesus said, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, Not my will, but thine be done. So many times we go to the Lord having made up our mind what we want. We haven't asked him what is his will for us in the matter. No, we go in armed with what we want. It's not about his will for us. It's about what we want. Well, that's backwards. It's supposed to be about his will for us. Amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. John chapter 5, verse 30. John chapter 5, verse 30. Jesus says, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Isn't that interesting? Jesus didn't go around seeking his own will. Most of the saints do. Jesus did not go around seeking his own will. We're supposed to be conformed to his image, saints. So perhaps we shouldn't run around all the time trying to get God to do what we want. Maybe instead we should seek him for his will for us. That might help. Amen. That might be the change of events that we need. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. About Jesus. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. That's right. Jesus said he to do the Father's will, not his own. And we need to get on that same page. That's right. We need to get on that same page, saints. That's the page we're supposed to be on all the time. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Trust. In the Lord with all thine heart. Did you hear that? Trust 
in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Stop thinking you've got it figured out, and stop thinking the way you've been thinking. That would be your own understanding of it. Seek the Lord for what he thinks. All, say A-L-L, that's talking to me. God is saying in all my ways to acknowledge him. That doesn't mean to tip your hat. It means to come to him first. And he shall direct thy path. Usually what we do is uh, we need a pair of shoes. So we go to the Lord and we ask for a pair of shoes. And he says, all right. And what happens next? We jump right into it. Either we're on the Internet or we're headed to the store. We've already figured out the color we want, the kind we want, how much we want to pay for it, and on and on and on and on. But that's not what the word tells us to do. It says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. That means he doesn't need your bright idea. He's got ideas of his own. He doesn't need your opinion because he has an opinion of his own. Amen? Be not wise in thine own eyes. Don't think you, you're such a suchy much. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What evil? Doing it your way. Doing it your way. Amen. One of the common hindrances to many saints is the sin of presumption. It is the sin. Notice it's a sin of taking the matter upon yourself without permission or authority, or to take the matter for granted. Many are so accustomed to taking matters into their own hands, following their own minds, that they fail to seek the counsel of the Lord. They plunge ahead without any guidance from the Lord, believing that they can handle the matter themselves. That's right. You see, that kind of behavior kicks in when you're a toddler. But by the time you get around to um, uh, teenage and young adult, that needs to be leaving you for good. That's right. You see, the world does not revolve around you. I know you thought it did. Everybody's loved on you, kissed on you, told you how wonderful you are. But guess what, my dear? The world still does not revolve around you. You are not the center of the universe. And so it would not be right for you to expect all heaven and earth to stop every three seconds that you have a hiccup. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's called maturity. It's called growing up. And if you're still in your 30s, 40s, and 50s and beyond behaving that way, 
There is this place at the foot of the cross that is waiting for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope you take full advantage of it. Even more saints make assumptions based on faulty information, insufficient facts, or ignorance. You know, the Bible says that God's people perish for a lack of knowledge. We serve the only wise God. There isn't another. We are encouraged by Scripture to buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Too many overstep proper bounds and getting ahead of God, eager to move forward but lacking all that is needed for a righteous choice. Next, we must sincerely desire to do God's will, no matter how tempting, inviting, or convenient another option may be. Unfortunately, too many of us are addicted to convenience. Unfortunately, too many of us are addicted to convenience. Any option that requires more than that which we desire to invest may likely become our choice instead of obeying the will of God. You see, there's some things when you're seeking the Lord for an answer, that you're going to have to be persistent continually. And the Lord will not answer you in the first 5, 10, or 15 minutes because he wants you to grow. There are certain things that you will have to persist and press in when seeking the Lord for an answer to what you need. And if you're one of those impatient, got to have it right this minute, can't wait for an answer, you're going to miss the will of God. And you're going to end up in disobedience. So this is a perfect place that adjustment and to change. Amen? So we tend to want little trouble or effort. And we want to have everything situated for comfort and ease. But you see, life is full of trouble. So we can't do it that way. It should be noted that catering to our flesh in this way is not a Christian virtue. Catering to our flesh whining and complaining and murmuring and sulking and pouting and all of that kind of thing. Even some of that teardrop, I'm crying, I'm crying, and I'm crying. It's just childishness. We don't want to grow up. 
We don't want to give up our childish and immature ways. We've had them for so long. And other people just put up with them, but God's not going to put up with it. We must need to be mature. You can't be a baby Christian your entire Christian life. Unless, of course, you know, you do it at the last minute. God expects the maturity to step in. And he has a right to expect that. Yes, many have chosen the easy way out, much to their regret later on. But you're not going to do that, I know. You're going to grow up and have strong muscles in God. You're going to be able to take a lick and keep on ticking. You're not going to be a wuss in Christ. Amen? You're going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. The Bible says that as we actually perform the obedience that God has taught us, he will further reveal his will to us as we Perform the obedience that the Lord has taught us, he will further reveal his will to us. The Bible says, then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. We will know if we follow on to know the Lord. In Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 23, Mark chapter 4 beginning with verse 23, the Lord says, If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. So if you pay attention to the Lord and you listen to him, you'll hear from him more often. Amen. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove in your own life What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? That's right. That's what's supposed to happen. God, the Holy Spirit, will guide us. He will guide us if we are willing to follow him, you see. He will guide us to find God's will if we are willing to follow him. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, beginning with verse 13. The Gospel of John, chapter beginning with verse 13. How be it when he, 
the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. But you, you know, saints, that there are Christians who have closed their eyes and their ears to the truth. You see, he didn't just say the truth that's in the Bible. He said all truth. So regardless of what arena in life it's in, he'll lead you and guide you to the truth of the matter. It doesn't matter what they say on TV or what they say on YouTube or any of those other social media places. He will take you to the truth. So, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of truth. Amen? So you see, God wants to show you things, but you've got to have the right attitude. Amen. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Amen? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So the spirit of God knows the things of God, and he will tell us what we need to know. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you see, the sons of God are willing to be led by God's spirit. Amen. They're willing to submit. Contrary to popular culture, we shouldn't depend on our neighbor for all of our answers. We should ask God first. Some of us are still asking everyone else before we ask the Lord. Then there are others who never ask the Lord at all, even when choosing a spouse for life. Now, that's a maker or breaker right there. And there are some who don't consult the Lord at all. They figure they know what's best for them. And so they just do whatever they want to do. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Jesus is called the Counselor. I'm certain he does a much better job than any psychiatrist so far does. I'm certain of it. Amen? He is called the Counselor. You need counsel? 
dial him up. Amen? God loves to instruct his children through the scriptures. He loves to talk to us through the scriptures. Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, what does that mean? Well, you can do a little exercise to show you. Get your flashlight. Turn the lights off on in the room and turn the flashlight on. And then put the light right on your feet. That means that the word of God is a lamp unto your feet. It shows you where you're standing. It shows you where you are. And the word of God is a light unto your path. Then shine the light down the hallway where you need to go. The word of God will not only show you where you are, but where you need to go. Amen? And what might be in your path? Praise the Lord. Chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. One more time. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine or teaching, for reproof. You're wrong. Oh, you're wrong. For correction, for instruction in righteousness. Instruction in right believing, right thinking, right doing. Amen? That's why scripture is given. Very, very important. Psalm 119, verse 128. Psalm 119, verse 128. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts. Concerning all things to be right In other words, Lord In my estimation, everything you tell me About everything is right And all of us aren't on this page yet Everything, Lord, that you tell me About every single thing is right And I hate every false way We need to hate some things, and we need to hate every false way in Jesus' name. Psalm 119, verse 133. Psalm 119, verse 133. Order my steps in thy word. Yes, Lord. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Order my steps in thy word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. That's an important prayer that saints need to pray. 
The Gospel of John, Chapter 5. The Gospel of John, Chapter 5, Verse 39. Jesus said to us, Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. They talk about me. They teach you about me, he says. Search the scriptures. When God wants to talk, he likes to use his word. Amen. That's his favorite radio channel, the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Chapter 17, verse 11. Acts, chapter 17, verse 11. These were more noble, they had better character, than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. They They weren't combating the word. They weren't trying to dispute the word. They received it with readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily. They search the scriptures daily. Amen. Every single day. Every single day. We should ask the Lord for his grace as we read the scriptures to avoid wrong interpretation. We should ask the Lord to show us what the scriptures mean for our circumstance. I remember when I was first, when I first got my prayer language and I learned some scriptures and I would be in the house going around and I'd be talking to the Lord about something and then I would hear a phrase out of a scripture. So I'd run, I didn't have a computer at that time, I'd run and I'd go get my concordance. And I'd start looking up the major words in the concordance so, till I could find the scripture that he was talking about. And when I found it, I went to my Bible and I got it because that was part of our conversation. I had said something to the Lord and he was talking back to me. He was talking back to me using his words. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, we should all learn to have faith for that. You see, saints, I know what I was supposed to say. There's a reason. There are many reasons, but this is one of the reasons that we encourage you to play the scriptures all day long. Because sometimes as you're walking through the room, you'll hear something. You'll hear a scripture. And it'll be the Lord talking to you about something you all were discussing. That's important. You'll learn more scriptures that way if you listen to the word continually. Even when you're asleep, the word still affects your spirit man. It still affects your spirit, man. 
Amen. So we encourage you to pray, play the scriptures over you as much as possible 24-7. Amen? Amen. Sometimes as we are reading the scriptures, the words seem to jump off the page to get our attention. God is talking to you. Pay close attention. When those words go to jumping off the page, he's talking to you. Pay attention. So, Psalm 103 verse 20 tells us that even the angels praise the Lord. Listen to the word of God. They're waiting, as a matter of fact, to hear it come out of our mouth. The Bible says, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. They're waiting to hear the word roll out of your mouth so they can go into action for you. It would be good to give them a healthy supply. Amen. Proverbs chapter 6, beginning with verse 22. Proverbs chapter 6, beginning with verse 22. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakenest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Yes, when thou goest, the word shall lead thee. When you sleep, it will keep you. When you awake, it will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And all the reproofs of instruction, no, not this way, this way are the way of life. Amen. That's very, very important. When we are experiencing difficulty in understanding, fasting will help. Some believers are more strong-willed than others, but fasting helps all of us. Praying in other tongues will help also. Amen. We should still ourselves and focus on the Lord, not on the issue, as we press in using our prayer language. We should still ourselves and focus on the Lord, not on the issue, as we press in using our prayer language. Worshiping the Lord will help to clear away confusion and worry. The Lord has taught us to cast the whole of our care upon him because he cares for us, and he does. After we have prayed and fasted, the Lord may choose to reveal his will through a shift in circumstances. 
a shift in circumstances. Mark chapter 14, beginning with verse 12. Mark chapter 14, beginning with verse 12. <clears throat> and the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, Where wilt thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? And he sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, Go ye into the city, and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. You say, what's so great about that? Well, you see, God was showing them what the Father's will was for them to do. So he gave them instruction. They had to do it. And it was an unusual sighting in that you usually didn't see a man carrying a pitcher of water. That's usually what the women did. So in this particular incident, you're going to see something a little unusual, Jesus was telling them. And there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Well, what about it? Follow him. Follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye to the good men of the house, the master saith, where is the guest chamber, where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. There, make ready for us. And his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. So now let's go into Genesis and look at a different way that the Lord leads us and guides us and directs us and answers our prayer and reveals his will to us. In this scripture, in these passages, in Genesis chapter 24, Abraham find a wife for his son Isaac. And this is what transpired. Genesis chapter 24, beginning with verse 2. Genesis chapter 24, beginning with verse 2. And Abraham said unto his <coughs> excuse me, eldest servant of his house that ruled over all he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure. The woman will not be willing to follow me in unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again. Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me that I swear that swear unto me, saying, 
Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my own. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear unto him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia, unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, the man's about to pray, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day. And show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Verse 15, pass. Before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon a virgin, neither had known any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, held his peace. To wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. See, he still... He's, he's got a few signs that he asked for, but he's still pressing in to make sure this is the one that the Lord has chosen for Isaac. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekel weights of gold, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. And said, she said, moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough in room to lodge in. And the man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord. When you get an answer to prayer, saints, 
you need to give the Lord some praise and worship. Amen. You need to thank the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. The Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. So, saints, the Lord doesn't need a GPS to lead you to where you need to go. He knows the way. Amen? When you don't know where to go and what to do, the Lord does. And it would help each of us if we depended on the Lord more, even when you think you already know. Amen. God may choose to answer us by opening doors before us. Amen? In Luke chapter 10, beginning with verse 3, Luke chapter 10, beginning with verse 3, Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth, Jesus says, as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes. And salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. And into whatsoever city ye enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. So Jesus was sending his um, his team out to go and prepare people to receive him as he came into town, you see. And he gave them specific instructions to follow. So he's telling them, that as you follow these instructions, a door will open for you. A house will open for you. Lodging will open for you. Amen? And the Lord opens doors for us every day. Yes, you should check with the Lord first. Satan still deceives. That's right. He's still out there doing his ugly. So you have to be on your toes. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, beginning with verse 5. Now, Paul was passing through Macedonia. And he helps us to understand a little bit about this open door situation, when God opens a door. Now I will come unto you. When I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia, and it may be that I will abide, yes, and winter with you, that you may bring me on my journey wheresoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you if the Lord permits, if the Lord permits. 
but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. He had an opportunity. He had an opportunity. And many of us, God has given us opportunities, and we have not been wise enough to realize or to seek the Lord and find out that it's him opening the door. Satan will attempt to mimic him sometimes, but if you walk close to the Lord, if you plead the blood of Jesus, if you do Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7 and other verses, the devil won't trick you that way. Amen? You may call in on the guest call-in number or enter your prayer request into the prayer room if you desire agreement. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Or you may write pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Amen. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. Every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice, make war. Don't plan to do some grand project, and you don't bother to counsel with the counselor. Amen? Even in small matters, we need to counsel with the Lord. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. Amen? Purposes are disappointed without counsel. So we need to pay attention and seek the counsel of the Lord. We should always remain open to change. Our plans, we should always remain open to change our plans should the Lord lead in a different direction than originally expected. You know, when I was um, working in the healthcare field, uh, I would dispense a product called Go Lightly product was for the purpose of helping to clean out the GI tract so that the person could have an examination of their upper and lower GI tracts by the physician. And there were certain set of directions that I always gave. I always tried to help people to understand something that they had not experienced before. I would tell them, first of all, you need to get a gallon of cold water and pour it in this jug, put it in the refrigerator, and let it get cold. You'll need a straw. That's the easiest way to get it down. You need a straw. I tell them, don't plan to go out the day you're going to do this. If you're going to have your procedure on Monday, you need to do this on Sunday. 
that would mean you're going to end up missing church. Amen? You can't rush home and get this done. This takes time, and you have to be patient. I would tell them if you have people that normally come and visit you on Sunday, say your son comes by to check on you, tell him to come on Saturday. You may not be able to get to the door. I would tell them to get their little television or radio or their Bible or their reading material and get a chair right by the bathroom. They should open the bathroom window. They should have plenty of air freshener. They should move their nice little rugs off the bathroom floor and put down some newspaper. Because once the action of this product begins, it's serious. You may not have but a few seconds to hop from the chair to the toilet. Amen? So after I had explained all of this and told them all of this and given them the instructions that they're supposed to complete drinking the entire gallon, I wished them well, so to speak and hope that they would follow the directions because, you know, there are those persons in life, you can give them all the directions that they need, and then they'll still do what they want to do anyway. And just as sure as that one of them would do that, the people at the doctor's office would give them another prescription, send them back to me to get a whole nother gallon because they didn't follow the instructions. And usually it was this. I didn't feel like drinking all of that. Well, guess what? It didn't clean out everything that needed to be cleaned out. So when the doctor wanted to insert the camera to see, he couldn't see. Why? Because you wouldn't follow the direction. So they would come back with their heads hung down and another uh, prescription, and I would fill it and give them the instructions again. I never had one to come back for for the third time. There was also a young lady, and she was quite young, and she thought she knew how to do whatever she wanted to do. So I was trying, I was beginning to give her the litany of instructions, and she told me that she was going to do it while she was on the plane. Now that's called foolishness. She was going to ride on an airplane miles and miles up in the sky, you know how big those, those toilets are, and you know how many people stand in line to get to them. She was going to sit there and drink all of that the whole time she was on the plane. And I happened to tell that young lady that that wasn't going to be possible. And when I finished explaining to her why that was not a wise decision, she finally, after much persuasion, changed her mind. You see, she'd made no provision for the sudden need to be in a toilet for a long period of time. She made no provision for what turbulence really does do. And some of us are just that way. We act like those two persons. Either we do part of God's instruction and forsake the rest, or we've got our own plan for how we're going to do what needs to be done. And both of them produce a casualty with consequence. I said all of that to say this, that we need to learn 
to follow instruction well. Following instructions well is essential to success. That's right. Following instructions well is essential to success. If you're going to seek the Lord and he's going to tell you what to do, you need to take heed and you probably need to write it down. Following instructions is a key to success. In Psalm 32, verses 8, Psalm 32, verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Amen? So we don't need to be like a mule. We need to be willing to follow God's instruction. Amen? For instance, many times we have told you that this is the way this works. These are the instructions. Ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive and to the sermon that he wants you to hear so that you'll get what he's trying to get you to partake of. And just as certain as we tell you that, some people do it and some people don't. But those that follow the instructions get the best results. Amen? Amen. Remember, saints, that we must clear our hearts and conscience before the Lord, and he will choose how and when he will respond to us. Amen? Psalm 27, verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. When the Lord speaks, The following is evident, an inward knowing, peace, trusting, confidence, and assurance follow. Agreement with the word of God, the Bible. God will not violate his word for anyone's convenience. God always confirms his words to you, especially in guidance for action. The Lordship of Christ. Satan may use the word God, for he is the God of this world, but he will not call Jesus Christ Lord. Clarity will come. Jesus always speaks clearly and in line with his word so that you know it is he. Amen? So that you know it's him. Jesus will always speak clearly and in line with his word, so that you will know that it's him. You won't have to wonder, because we've talked about that scripture tonight already. Amen. You see, saints, all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. 
Now, when the devil or another spirit speaks, this is what happens. It results in doubt, fear, discomfort, conflict, restlessness, no peace, questioning, wondering if it is the Lord, lack of clarity, confusion. You see, Satan is the author of confusion, not the Lord. Negation of the Lord's commands to us personally or through Scripture. The Lordship of Christ is denied and discounted. It leads to condemnation, guilt, and discouragement. And Satan brings up sins that have already been confessed and forgiven by the Lord. When the flesh speaks, this is what happens. Hesitation. Deception. We can be led astray by our own heart since we do not fully understand ourselves. So we must feed on the word until we become mature. Double-mindedness. Wanting two opposite things at the same time results in instability. Unregenerate desires. The voice sounds like our own with our own inflections and intonations and speaks of the same old desires that you used to indulge in. So, saints, that's how you know the difference. From when the Lord speaks, when the devil or another evil spirit speaks, or when the flesh or self is doing the speaking. Amen? I would encourage you to recast the sermon so that you can get all of those points down in Jesus' holy name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to go. I hope you got all of that, but if not, you can always recast. We're going to go to our guest call-ins for a bit. And I'm going to ask that, um, like I did at the beginning, that those of you who usually your uh, your listening ability terminates at 9 our time, that you get on your phone like 5 or 10 minutes before so that you can hear the rest of what we're going to pray about tonight because it's very serious. The Lord is, is very serious about this. And not that he isn't serious all the time, but this is important as everything else that we pray about. And so I want us to all hear what's really going on. Remember when I said that we're not going to be the people that stick their heads in the sand while things are going on in this life? No, we're going to be alert and we're going to pray. Amen? We're going to be alert, we're going to pray, And we're going to ask the Lord to intervene. We're going to ask for his adjudication. Now, somebody said that they didn't know what an adjudication is. 
So I'm gonna help you out just a little bit. Amen. I'm gonna in just a moment. I'm gonna help you out just a little bit. Amen. Amen. Something Brother Bill's trying to tell me here. There we go. Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Okay. We're going to our guest call-in. And we're going to area code 4076. You're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hello. 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 Area code 407. Hello. Hello. Yes. Okay, I can't hear you talking. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes, Serena. Yes, Uh, this is coming speaking. Mm Mhm. And what can we do for you? Yeah, I'd like to for you all to pray for me in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through a lot of spiritual warfare, a lot. Mm-hmm. I know this because I've been having pains, problems from you delivered me. I've been out searching, finding myself. And knowing what is right from what is wrong. I've grown up on witches, warlocks, all type of people. Sarcastic Christians. In their cult, saying they're praising God. When I know everything was wrong. So I'm just asking you all to pray for me. In Jesus' name. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we break the bands of wickedness. Deep breath and cough. We kill our brother free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, feather, net, yoke, tie, and ora gisa binding of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut him free from his natural ancestry in Jesus' name and from all the other spirits that have come into agreement with the Jezebel in Jesus' name. We break the power and the grip of Jezebel. Deep breath and calm. We break the power and the grip of Jezebel in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of it. Every dream, all the but we cut the silver cords on all the astral projections. Everything that he's been fed in his dreams, you come up and out now in the name of Jesus Christ. Same in your prayer language. 
We cut him free from the witchcraft underneath the sea in Jesus' name. We break its broken hole in the name of Jesus Christ. We break its grip and hole in Jesus' name. The fire of God is around him. The fire of God inside of him in the name of Jesus Christ. He's drinking the blood of Jesus. He's drinking the blood of Jesus. He's drinking the blood of Jesus. We send back all the poisons that they fed him in the dreams in Jesus' name. We cut him off the path of wickedness in Jesus' name. We send all the powers that they're working against him back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. According to Come out of him in the name of Jesus. Every fiery dart, every voodoo pen, or hoodoo, come up and out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. All magic. We break every magic spell, every charm. We break the power of every sacrifice. All the work of the water spirit, the fire of God to destroy you in Jesus' name. Everything done against your mind, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of him. Come up and out of him. All the magic that's been worked against him. All the voodoo, all the voodoo, all the... Cultic sinning. We send you back in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for releasing to him giant warrior angels to protect him, Father. We return to sender all the warfare he has ever received in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it all back. We send it all back, all of it, now, all of it, all of it. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back. Every attack, every attack, every attack, every attack, every attack must go back. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of him. Come up and out of him. Come up and out of him. What they placed in his body, come up and out. We erase every mark on his internal organs with the blood of Jesus Christ. We erase every devil's mark with the blood of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of it. Come up and out of it in the name of Jesus. You cannot stay. Come out of them. Go back where you came from in the name of Jesus. Saints, for those of you who do not know, our brother comes from a witchcraft background. And the Jezebel that has controlled his entire life is trying to win him back. She's trying 
through through demonic methods and demonic power to steal him back for Satan's kingdom. But she can't. He belongs to Jesus Christ. And so we're standing with him in warfare as he fights. He's fighting for his life. So this isn't some casual shakatikiti. No, this is hit it. Like that. That's what we're doing. This is not to be taken lightly. This is serious. This is war. This is war. Keep doing the things we tell you. 
All yes, right, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you. You need to um we need to keep praying for our brother. He's going through some severe warfare. Amen. Amen. And we need to back him up in prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, saints, tonight, I promised you I would help you, those of you who don't understand what an adjudication is. There are a couple of you who don't understand just yet, so we don't mind explaining what that means. It means to judge or decide by law. All judgment has been given into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he is the righteous judge. And we are asking him to make a judgment based on the law of God. We're asking him to declare an order by law. We're asking him to sentence judicially. We're asking him to intervene in the circumstances that we're presenting to him. Amen? We're asking him to serve as the righteous judge in these problems. Amen? And he will do it because that is what he does. Amen? So I hope that helped you out a little bit. And we're going to begin now. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the following. Let me clear my throat. Millions of genetically modified mosquitoes are set to be released in California and Florida in an effort to reduce the number of real disease-carrying invasive mosquitoes. Genetically modified mosquitoes, okay? The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency on Monday approved use of the genetically engineered insects in pilot projects in specific districts across both states. The mosquitoes were made by a U.K.-based biotechnology firm, Oxitec, which is funded You wouldn't believe who's paying for this, which is funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in an effort to combat insect-borne diseases which uh, cause fever, uh, yellow fever, and Zika virus, according to Oxitec. Isn't this interesting? It's sustainable and targeted biological pest control technology and does not harm beneficial insects like bees and butterflies, and is proven to control the disease-transmitting, whatever this mosquito's name is, which has invaded communities in Florida, California, and other U.S. states. Since it was first detected in California in 2013, this particular mosquito has spread rapidly to more than 20 countries throughout the state. Counties, I'm sorry, throughout the state, increasing the risk of mosquito-borne diseases being transmitted to humans. Oxitec's new technology consists of genetically modified male mosquitoes, which supposedly do not bite. 
that will be released into the wild where they are expected to mate with females which do bite. In mating with them, they will pass on a lethal gene that will effectively ensure their offspring die before reaching maturity. Environmental protection officials approved two projects on Monday, one with the Delta Mosquito and Vector Control District in California and one with the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District in Florida. The Florida Pilot Project will be a continuation of Octech's partnership with the Florida Keys Mosquito Control Division District after its pilot project in the Keys in 2021. Given the growing health threat this mosquito poses across the U.S., we're working to make this technology available and accessible, the CEO said. These pilot programs wherein we can demonstrate the technology's effectiveness in different climate settings will play an important role in doing so. We look forward to getting to work this year. The upcoming release of the modified insects will be the largest release in world history. However, critics, including scientists, public health experts, and environmental groups, are concerned about what impacts releasing the genetically altered mosquitoes could have on public health as well as the environment. This is a destructive move that is dangerous for public health, Dana Pearls, Food and Technology Program Manager with Friends of the Earth and Environmental Advocacy Organization, told USA Today. Pearl said her biggest concern was the lack of widespread, peer-reviewed scientific data regarding the genetically modified insects and the potential risks they could bring. Once you release these mosquitoes into the environment, you cannot recall them, she said. This could, in fact, create problems that we don't have already. J.D. Hansen, policy director for the Center for Food Safety, said, and the experiment is unnecessary and even dangerous, while pointing to the lack of prominent tropical diseases in California. There are no locally acquired cases of yellow fever or chikungunya or Zika in California, Hansen said. Releasing billions of GE mosquitoes makes it likely that female GE mosquitoes will get out and create hybrid mosquitoes that are more violent and aggressive. Other public health strategies, including the use of Wolbachia-infected mosquitoes, could better control in California and Florida, Hanson added. So, Bill and Melinda Gates Society, of all people, is sponsoring this project. They've biologically changed the mosquitoes, and now they want to release them on the people. Isn't that wonderful? We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning officials in Texas. Okay. Amen. They said they discovered about 10,000 uncounted ballots in last week's primary election, 
which led to a delay in the results. The Harris County Elections Office said that some 6,000 Democratic votes and 4,000 Republican votes weren't counted and will be added to final tallies. While the votes were scanned into our tabulation computer, they were not transferred and counted as a part of the unofficial final results as they they should have been, the Harris County Elections Office stated over the past weekend. They blamed an oversight for why the votes weren't counted in the county, which is home to Houston. The office also told local news that officials are focused on ensuring that every ballot count cast is accounted for through this canvassing process, and they will continue to be transparent in that process through our update. But as you can imagine, it is most critical that everyone on our team stay focused and commit all of their time to the task at hand. We will be discussing at Commissioner's Court, and that will be an opportunity for broadcast to hear from our office. The Harris County Elections Officer continues. The March 1 primary was the first Texas election that took place in the state under tighter voting laws that were passed last year. Thousands of mail-in ballots were rejected across the state for not having new information. Following the discovery of the uncounted ballots, the Harris County Republican and Democratic Party chairs told the TV station that they believe that the issue will soon be fixed. Every voter, regardless of party, should be able to have confidence that their vote has been properly counted. Unfortunately, this is another example of the serious mismanagement and unqualified elections administrator. So that's how that situation is summing up. So the ballot and counting mess is still going on. Questing adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Mothers fighting back against gender ideology indoctrination in the public school system detail the devastating harms it has had on their children and families. During a panel discussion at the Heritage Foundation Monday, scholar Jay Richards hosted three mothers who have been at the forefront of resisting this ideological push in the education system. Though their experiences were different, the mothers, January Littlejohn of Florida, Abigail Martinez of California, and Nicole Solis from Rhode Island, spoke of how school officials undermined their ability to parent and conceal from them what their children were being taught in the classroom. Solis, a mother of two, who's also a senior fellow with Independent Women's Forum, said that Teachers Union in her state sued her because she filed public records requests seeking information about the teaching of gender theory and critical race theory in schools. When Solis asked questions about how these theories were being taught, she was told that, told that undefined common practices were being used. One such common practice was that the educators were not told to refer, were told not to refer to students as boys and girls or under gendered terms. And the values of gender identity were taught in the curriculum 
at an age-appropriate level. Unconvinced in light of the nebulous responses she received, Solis probed deeper and found that the school had, in 2017, a gender and gender-expansive non-discrimination policy. Under the banner of non-discrimination, they are assisting students to transition genders, and they do it without parental consent. And in the policy, they were very clear that parents are not included in this. This exclusion of parents is because parents are supposedly not safe with their children on this issue. But what safe means was also left undefined, she said. After realizing how much the school could do behind her back, Solis ultimately decided to remove her five-year-old daughter from the school. She was particularly concerned about the indoctrination of students at a young age. The school had point teams in which a team of school officials would create a customized gender plan for students in each grade. Believing this to be illegal, Solis emailed the school's lawyers and cited Pierce versus Society Sisters, a U.S. Supreme Court ruling about legal parental consent. But then, of course, we got Stonewall, she said, adding that the teachers' union is suing her. Solis subsequently filed an information request inquiring how many students were being secretly transitioned while at school without the knowledge or consent of their parents. The school replied that it could not provide that information because it was, I just want the number. Is it 10? Is it 100? What is it? So let's recall asking school administration administrators before they denied her request, citing student privacy and confidentiality. Sola said administrators also told her the information was not in the public's interest. In her remarks, Little John, a mother of three and a mental health counselor by training, noted that COVID-19 shutdowns exacerbated the already struggling mental health of many youths, and her daughter was no exception. Her daughter became confused about her sex soon after several girls had been, several girls in her friend group all suddenly started identifying as transgender. Lil John disclosed to the school that her daughter had been struggling and they had sought counseling for her. She mentioned that while they were not affirming the trans identity at home, they felt like they could not stop her from using a nickname while at school. What she didn't know at the time was that the teacher to whom she had disclosed this personal information was also an LGBT advocate. Behind her back, Little John said the school initiated a meeting with her daughter to discuss which restroom she would prefer to use. School officials, similarly, some, never mind, summing it up, told her daughter that her daughter was protected under their non-discrimination policy and thus they would not disclose to her parents what was discussed at that meeting. To say I was shocked was an understatement, the Florida mother said. After much back-and-forth communication, the Little Johns learned that the school had socially transitioned their daughter. They had completed a six-page behind closed doors with three school officials that included the vice principal, the, 
guidance counselor, and a social worker I had never met, she said. In those pages were questions about which restroom her daughter preferred to use, which sex she preferred to room with on overnight trips, and even asked which name the school should use when they spoke to her parents. Little John ultimately discovered that the teachers were referring to her daughter by a different name, while at the same time deceiving her and her husband by continuing to use her daughter's birth name in their communications with the school. They took away my ability to protect my, to protect my daughter when they did this, she asserted. When parents are excluded from decisions about their child's health and well-being at school, it sends the message to their children that their parents' input or authority is no longer needed. Little John emphasized that similar policies and practices have been implemented in school districts nationwide. The Little Johns have since filed a federal lawsuit against the school district, the superintendent and the assistant superintendent. These types of parental rights violations must stop, she declared. We have to hold schools accountable when they break the law. The third mother to share her story did so publicly for the first time. Her harrowing account led many in the audience to burst out in tears. Martinez, who has lived in California since she was 18, when her family left El Salvador for opportunities in the U.S., recounted how LGBT activists at her daughter's school, the medical establishment, and social services undermined her at every turn. All these systems, she said, worked against her as she tried to help her daughter overcome her mental distress. Choking back tears, Martinez described how her daughter, Jaylee, started struggling with depression in the 7th and 8th grade. Schoolmates had been bullying her and telling her that she was ugly. When her daughter told her, when her daughter told her that she felt like she was a boy, the school counselor was involved. DCFS was involved. LGBT was in there too, trying to help with the transition of my daughter. Martinez said she was accused of not opening her eyes and not knowing that her daughter had always been male, seriously. But she knew that wasn't true because her daughter had always been a girly girl, was very artistic and would like to dress up like a princess. The school principal made things worse, she said. School officials told social services that her daughter would be better off out of the house. Her daughter was removed from her custody when she was 16 and was placed in the foster care system of all places. Her daughter then started going by the name Andrew. I tried my best to get her back, going to court every single month. I never missed a court date because I wanted my daughter back, she said. When I went to court, I asked the judge to please let my daughter have a psych evaluation. She continued. But since her daughter's social worker said she needed to be affirmed as transgender, the judge denied Martina's request. What hurt me the most was that I was told not to talk about God, she said. Talking about God, a social worker warned her, was going to make him feel uncomfortable, she said, as the social worker referred to her daughter as male. 
Because he's in danger of committing suicide, Martinez's voice faltered as she recalled how how heartbreak she felt hearing her daughter's voice changing due to the effects of testosterone. In September 2019, her daughter took her own life by standing on railroad tracks while where an oncoming train struck her and killed her. Martinez learned that her daughter's body had been severed due to the impact, leaving police to recover parts of her daughter's shattered body from the train tracks. Losing a child is so painful it hurts to breathe, she said in agony. I don't want this to happen to another family, she said, wiping tears from her eyes. Following the panel, Richards added that Martinez's daughter had been told that if parental custody was removed, the state would then pay for experimental transgender medical services, such as cross-sex hormones, which she later obtained at Children's Hospital Los Angeles, the location for one of the largest pediatric gender clinics in the country. Everywhere, right under our noses. And yes, as a matter of fact, let me recall for the moment that Pastor Pat told us about a high school here in Jacksonville. And she knew because she knew personally of someone who worked in that high school where they were teaching the children how to um, get along in society, transgender, what to say, what to wear, how to, be, how to approach others, and such. So they've been doing this for some time. Amen? All right. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a Republican member of the U.S. House of Representatives who is running for the U.S. Senate this year had her Twitter account suspended because she expressed opposition to trans-identified biological men being allowed to compete in women's sports. Representative Vicki of Missouri was suspended Monday for posting a tweet stating, women's sports are for women, not men pretending to be women. She included an ad criticizing the policies allowing trans-identified biological men to compete in women's sports which have been in place at the Olympic, collegiate, and some high school levels. Her Senate campaign manager, Michael Hafner, posted a screenshot of the notice Hartzler received from Twitter explaining that the post violated the platform's rules on hateful conduct. Hafner took to Twitter to call the social media site hypocritical, as the Twitter account of Russian President excuse me, Vladimir Putin remains active. He called Twitter's action the height of stupidity. They label good, murderous psychopath who invades sovereign nation causing death and wrecking destruction, he tweeted on Monday, bad, House Armed Services Committee member and congresswoman who says women's sports are for women, insanity. Under Twitter's hateful conduct policy, users may not promote 
violence against or directly attack or threaten other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, caste, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. We also do not allow accounts whose primary purpose is inciting harm towards others on the basis of these categories, the policy reads. Twitter argues that research has shown that some groups of people are disproportionately targeted with abuse online. Such groups include women, people of color, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual individuals, marginalized and historically underrepresented communities. Although Twitter claims to protect a diverse range of perspectives, the platform is committed to combating abuse motivated by hatred, prejudice, or intolerance, particularly abuse that seeks to silence the voices of those who have been historically marginalized. Twitter sent a statement to Fox News stating that Hartzler's account can be reinstated 12 hours after she deletes the tweet in question. The account owner will need to delete the volatile tweet and spend 12 hours in read-only mode before regaining full access to their account, said Twitter. Per that policy, we prohibit targeting um, yeah, with others with repeated slurs, tropes, or other content that intends to dehumanize, degrade, or reinforce negative or harmful stereotypes about a protected category. This includes targeted misgendering or the dead naming of transgender individuals. Hartzler has no plans to delete the tweet, her campaign told the Associated Press on Tuesday. The campaign labeled the suspicion, shame, utterly ridiculous, and horrible abuse of censorship by big tech giants to stifle free speech. Last October, Republican Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana had his Twitter account temporarily blocked after calling U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine who was born male but presents presently identifies female, comma, a man. Mm-hmm. In response to the punishment, Banks posted a statement to his Instagram account denouncing Twitter's actions, saying that the social media site was censoring a basic truth. My, treat, my tweet was a statement of fact. Big tech doesn't have to agree with me, but they shouldn't be able to cancel me. If they silence me, they will silence you, he stated. We can't allow big tech to prevent us from telling the truth. When Republicans take back the House next year, they must, we must restore honesty to our public forums and hold big tech accountable. Whew. We are re- uh, requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a man claiming to be a gay Christian has predicted that the gay community will destroy the Christian church. Those are his exact words, and he hopes it will happen sooner than later. The church that Jesus is building, by which I mean the community of his true followers around the world, cannot be destroyed or canceled or silenced. As for much of what goes by the name of Christian church, 
that's another story. Perhaps that is what this gay author is describing, namely the dismantling of so-called Christianity. If so, how on earth could he imagine that the gay community will lead the way in destroying it? Writing on medium.com, that's right, that's what he's writing on, medium.com, Keith Michael states, the Christian church is imploding on itself. Fewer and fewer people are filled filling its pews, at least in North America, and the leadership of various Christian church denominations know it. They see the trend. It's literally scaring them, and they are powerless to stop it. They are powerless to stop it because it's happening by the hand of God. And then this, in all fairness, it is not really the gay community that is destroying the church. God is destroying the Christian church. But we are the catalyst, a very visible sign whom God is using to illustrate the church's errors, the church's arrogance, and the church's unloving sin. My, this guy's full of himself. The truth be told, there are people who have left churches in America because they feel the church is not loving toward gays. There is no denying that. In other cases, people have left because they see themselves because they themselves are same-sex attracted and they feel that they are not accepted for who they are. But the reality is that worldwide, as well as in America, when biblical standards are upheld in love and those standards forbid homosexual unions, when Jesus is lifted up without shame, when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is allowed to move freely, then people are flocking to these churches. In fact, many of them are growing rapidly. It's also true that the churches that are most co- compromised, the ones that claim to be the most progressive, those which are most affirming of gay marriage and practicing gl- gay clergy, are the ones in the greatest numerical decline. Study it for yourself. The statistics worldwide speak for themselves, largely undermining Michael's narrative. In his mind, though, the church is guilty of arrogance, writing. They are doubling down on stupid instead of seeing and correcting their own hate for gay people and their own embracing of pagan beliefs God never once told people to do or believe. Yes, he continues, Christians honestly don't see that it is their blind adherence to a systemic, lying, man-made, ancient, outdated dogma that is the root cause of the Holy Spirit-led exodus of their churches. This man has never met the Holy Spirit. So that's the key to church growth, according to Michael. Abandon what the Bible says about marriage and family and sexuality. He brands these values pagan and calls this hate and instead Embrace what God rejects. Talk about turning truth on its head. As for churches hating gays, I'm sure there are gay-hating churches in America, and I and many others have called them out. They are the exception to the rule, and they misrepresent God, but it is not hate to tell someone that God has a better way, and it is not hate to declare that not only did Jesus die for every human being, he also wants to change every human being 
Michael, however, has completely abandoned the teachings of the New Testament in the name of imaginary Christianity that never exists, writing, Jesus never taught what the church of today teaches. In fact, the historical Jesus would have been horrified of what the church teaches now in his name, end of quote. But he does not mean that the way many of us mean it. In other words, plenty of us agree that Jesus would be and is horrified over the state of much of the Church of America. What he means is this. The Christian church is not what Jesus and the apostles founded. It's what Paul of Tarsus founded and was later amplified by Constantine. In fact, the religion should more be called Paulianity than Christianity. Not only so, but the ancient priesthood meddled with the law, or Torah, with their lying pens, which he tries to support with a mistaken reference to Jeremiah 8.8, 8, which does not teach that, <laughs> that the Torah that we have today was corrupted by ancient priests. So, not only is much of the New Testament unreliable in Michael's eyes, but much of the Old Testament is unreliable as well. And worse still, he claims that, and I quote, the church literally worships another God of its own making, namely Jesus. The first commandment states that we are to have no other gods other than the one worshipped by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, quote, the church manufactured its own Jesus and its own gospel using its so-called New Testament, but this was a tomb that wasn't even around when Jesus and the apostles preached, end of quote. Lord, if you can save this one. And what's the answer to this massive deception? The LGBTQ community needs to be on offensive with real facts and real history we can use to educate our evangelical friends. Whew. Yes, saints, I know. I know. Amen. I know. Praise the Lord. Hold on. Amen. Ah, here we go. All right, saints. I know you've heard a lot, and it's all been bad, every single bit of it. But we must pray. Brother Marshall, are you ready? By the grace of God, thank you for your extraordinary, extraordinary grace, Lord. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But Jesus, you hung on that tree for each of us. And you know that by your Spirit, you can change us. Because there's no one righteous but God. You said that over in Mark 10, 18. No one's good but God. But we thank you, Lord, you render unto man your righteousness as we look to you. And we are changed from glory to glory as we behold your face with open face like little children. Wow. The God who created heaven and earth, who is the word of God, and you are the same yesterday and today and forever. Old Testament, New Testament, you haven't changed one bit. You're completely dependable. Your word's forever settled in heaven. Everything else is going to change. Heaven and earth will pass away. But your word is forever settled in heaven, as you point out in many places not only in Isaiah 40, verse 8, 
think it's Mark uh, 1331, something like that. And it's in Matthew, uh, wherever that is, 24. I don't remember right now. Father God, but you know everything, <laughs> and I don't. So I commit my works unto you, Lord, that my thoughts may be established. Please make all of our prayers effectual and fervent. And with all these situations that Pastor Sabrina has just read through, we do ask for your divine help and intervention in adjudication because we need that Savior. Jesus is the Savior. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Not this Michael guy, not the Joe Biden guy, not the uh, the, the, the Gates Foundation people, not Klaus Schwab. There's only one name whereby we must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. What does the word Jesus mean? It means Savior. Father God, you said in your word in Isaiah 43:11, you said, I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Lord, we need a Savior. You said of my people, which are called by my name, the name written in the blood of the innocent God, the holy, holy blood of God, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Sometimes we humble ourselves with fasting. Sometimes we just cast all of our cares on you, maybe all of them at the same time. And we do cast all of our cares on you, as we hold every thought captive. We bind every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. We continue to bring into captivity every thought to be in Christ. And we pray for those who despitefully use us. We ask you to save the souls, the human beings that are still human beings, that you can save their souls, Father God. Those that have not been turned into transhumans or something else, maybe they're just demon spirits with thick clay all over them. I don't know, but you know the people, Father God, that you created in your image. And we're all created in the image of the living God, made of all men, one blood. And we thank you. We thank you for that, Lord. So we look to you, Jesus. And you said in Isaiah 45, 21, later on, verse, verse 21, I guess I'll read the whole verse. Tell ye and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Was Michael there then? Not, not the Michael the Archangel. This Michael who was Sabrina was just reading about. Was Bill Gates there then? Was Klaus Schwab there then? Have not I the Lord, and there is no God else beside me. A just God and a Savior, there is none beside me. Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. I am God, and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth. That's who Jesus is, the word, the eternal word. In righteousness, the word has gone out of my mouth. The word in is in italics, so that was added by the translators. The word has gone out of my mouth, righteousness, and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, in the Lord have I righteousness and strength. In fact, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Father... We ask for your adjudication concerning all these plans of all these people who think they're little gods, like the people from the Bill and Melania Gates Foundation who want to put out new genetically modified insects to go along with the genetically modified human beings that have received this uh, bioweapon injection, Father God. They're trying to change all kinds of things on the earth from what you created, Father God. And when you created man in, in back in Genesis, you said very good. You didn't say, oh, I forgot I need a CRISPR technology to go in and snip some genes. No, you didn't say that. You said very good. So, Father God, since they don't happen to believe what you did as being true, and you can't lie. God cannot lie. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. 
Karabasur Karabasar Burkotan Bragastad Bukotar Bragatar Basur Brigade. And Jesus says, If two of you honor the greatest just anything else get shall be done, my father which is in heaven. And Jesus says, Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Matthew eighteen, eighteen, as well as Matthew sixteen, nineteen. Satan, you the mind binder, you the spirit of mass insanity, every every spirit of antichrist unloving, rebellion, idolatry, every vestige of idolatry, every kundalini spirit, Leviathan, every puffed upness, every puffed up spirit of self righteousness and, and ungodly judgment. We bind you and all your underlings. Every one of your underlings are perpetually, continually bound in Jesus' name because of the blood of the covenant. And Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven in Jesus' name. And Jesus says in John 14, 13 to 14, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So yes, Satan, you and all your underlings are perpetually, continually bound, including every witchcraft, Spirit sent against every one of us, including the witchcraft being sent against all the people, to cause them to, including those in government officials that were perhaps just planted there. Some of them may have actually been elected, at least at the lower levels. All those people in authority, heads of corporations, heads of universities and schools, heads of every area, heads of every municipality in the United States of America and every nation where there are at least two Christians in Jesus, and particularly every jurisdiction, every witchcraft curse returned at least several on heads of spirits spirits to do those demonic spirits that intend to do dust in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant. Return to center at least sevenfold with continual repetitions. Render unto our neighbors sevenfold into the bosom their reproach wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord, in Psalm seventy nine twelve in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for uncovering what the enemy is up to in Jesus' name. We continue to speak blindness to the eyes of the enemy, mutinous to the enemy, and they only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to each and every one of us in Jesus' name. And Father, you said, No weapon formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. We thank you for the gift of righteousness, according to Romans 5.17. And righteousness delivers from death. We ask you to deliver all those, not just in California and Florida, but all the places where they're trying to do things to change the way God created it, to the way Satan wants it changed, in Jesus' name. And Father God, we, put it, we ask you to deliver all those people in harm's way, and if you want to deliver, you can easily deliver, because Jesus is our deliverer. You said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? And I shall take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. And we thank you for fully delivering us all, fully delivering us all. And we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Father God. None of this is coming as a surprise to you. You know what they've been doing in deep and dark places, just like you pointed out over in Ezekiel, when the people pretended to be super righteous, like this Michael guy was, pretending to be super holy, but you knew what was going on. And and the the prophet dug down, I forget where it is, right now it's in Ezekiel, he dug down and went into the wall, and he found out, oh, there were the 25 elders of Israel, and they were bowing down and worshiped the created son instead of the son of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. You are the light who's come into the world. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet. And your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And everything that was created was created by you, Lord Jesus. And you didn't make any mistakes when you created anything. And we give you praise and honor and glory. Because you are the eternal word of God. Just like it says over in Psalm 33, 6, which is before Paul wrote anything in the New Testament. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. 
thank you, Lord, you created every human being. And you know when you created them, male and female, just like you said in Genesis. And you didn't say, I made some hermaphrodites or some that were confused. <coughs> God, you're not the author of confusion, but of peace and all the churches of the saints. People in the world may have confusion. People in the world may have uh, be listening to Oprah and other people that want to confuse them, Father God. But you, if we would just listen to you, will not have any confusion. We'll hear exactly what you want us to do. You said, Whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. We thank you for helping us all to do what you've asked us to do, even as you said. In Philippians 4, 6 and following, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Praise your Father that you hear our words. Why? Not because we're holy. Because Jesus is holy and we're in him. In the Lord have I righteousness and strength. By myself. Uh-uh. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God. Thank you for your peace, Lord. Which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. As we keep everyone in the body of Christ, hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Even as you told us what to think on, Lord, in verse 8. The things that are true instead of things that are lies. The things that are honest, you can't lie. Things that are just, Jesus, the Holy One of the just. Things that are pure, your word is pure, Lord. Holy, holy word of God. And we thank you, Jesus. You were used to the word of God was how Father God spoke everything. Father God thought it. The word of God spoke it. Holy Ghost did it. <clears throat> Even as you said over in Ephesians 3, 9, to make all men see. Help Michael and all these people to see. Even Bill Gates, those that can see. I don't know if Klaus Schwab can be saved. I don't know, Lord. All those in any position of authority. Father, make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. We thank you for creating all things, male and female, in your proper order, and mosquitoes and everything else for your purposes. Because you know the enemy is trying to, always trying to get at our blood. He wants to get, that's why some people, they don't have, they have situations in their blood because of attacks by the devil. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver all those in harm's way. And we know, Father God, how much power you've given to Jesus. Because you said in Psalm 89, that Psalm that Dr. Sabrina had us uh, read recently, Father God, Psalm 89, starting at verse 3. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed, the seed of David. Remember, they kept calling Jesus, have mercy on me, son of David. He is the son of David. What does that mean? Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne unto all generations. What does the throne speak of? Authority, dominion. Praise the Lord. Thou rulest the region of the sea. If the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. We know that verse. But you said in Psalm 89, 9, Thou rulest the region of the sea. When the waves there arrive, thou stillest them. You know how to still the storm. And we thank you, Father, for doing so in Jesus' name. Because Jesus speaks shalom to the weather and the atmosphere. And then there's peace. And Jesus, the things I have done, you will do in greater things than these. In Jesus' name. So we speak shalom to the weather and the atmosphere in Jesus' name. 
And you confirm that over in Psalm 65, 7. Thank you, Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Which stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of the waves, and the tumult of the people, the LGBTQ and all the World Economic Forum people and all those hand-picked people to be put into authority, the Macrons and the and all the different people to be put into authority and, and the Bidens and all those put in authority with the people pulling the puppet strings and the demons pulling the puppet strings and the others and all their handlers. You know what, they, what, you, what they're up to, Lord. There's nothing surprising to you. And, Lord, thou hast a mighty arm, at verse 13 of Psalm 89. Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. <clears throat> we need to keep looking to the Lord's face, not looking to all oh, the enemies doing this terrible thing. There. No, no, no. We, what are we supposed to do to calm ourselves? What are we supposed to do in the storm? We look to Jesus. He's not biting his nails. He's not upset. He's the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And guess what? The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Mercy and truth came by Jesus Christ. Remember Proverbs 3? Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, or write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and go to understand the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So we thank you, Lord, as we acknowledge you, Lord. You're directing our paths. We commit our works unto you, Lord, and our thoughts shall be established. We bind every spirit of vain imagination. In this head and this heart, and all those I can stand in for, and all of us, those that we can stand in for, we pray for those who are despitefully used us. We ask you to help us all to think the thoughts you want us to think, including those in authority making these decisions, Father God. We thank you that, Jesus, you are the Savior. You are the only Savior. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved, like it says in Acts chapter 4. Thou hast a mighty arm, strong as thy hand, and high as thy right hand, justice and judgment of thy habitation, of the habitation of thy throne, mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Psalm 89, 14. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Praise the Lord. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. Praise the Lord. For thou art, for thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. We thank you for that name, Lord. We thank you for the joyful sound. We thank you, Father God, as you're teaching me and teaching all of us about the joyful sound in Jesus' name. Even as you led me today, Lord, just today, I didn't know what Sabrina was going to have us pray about. Where is that, Lord? Leviticus 25.9. This is something new to me. I mean, I must have read it before, but I didn't remember it till the Lord brought it to my attention today. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of jubilee to sound. You know, that's when all the debts are canceled. The trumpet of jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, in the day of atonement, shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. We thank you for your divine intervention. The year of jubilee, the year of jubilee. Father God, restoring what the enemies tried to take from us, restoring what the enemies trying to steal from us. Father, we ask you to deliver us all. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You said, if two of you on earth agree such anything you ask, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. As we have, and we do repent and renounce all generational iniquity spirits, including procrastination, selfishness, idolatry, and rebellion. 
Yes, there are some in the Christian church, and I've been one of them in the past, Father God, but <coughs> you're married to the backslider. We ask you to draw all the backsliders back to the Lord Jesus, Father. Be able to stand up for your truth, Father God, and your divine intervention and adjudication. And concerning what's going on with the elections in every area, including the election from 2020 for the president, as well as the recent election starting March 1st in Texas, Father God, and bringing it all out into the light. And we thank you, Father God, for doing so in your way and in your time. In Jesus' name. Because Jesus speaking says, Fear them not. So we don't have to be worried about these little demon-infested people. Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. We thank you for exposing what's going on in so many areas, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God. You said a merry heart do its good like a medicine. Well, is this a laughing matter? Well, no, but <laughs> I saw a little thing about how, how well, what's his name? Uh, the head of Russia uh, should be getting um, a, 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 an award for the uh, Nobel Peace Prize because he single-handedly ended the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> I think, anyway, it was cute. I, I got a nice chuckle out of it. And it, 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 it was, it, it's kind of true, though, because they shifted the whole focus. The devil wants us to be carried away. Oh, you need to be terribly, terribly scared about this thing. Now you need to be terribly, terribly scared about that thing. Oh, run here, run there. Bite your nails, jump up and down, pee your panties. <laughs> Excuse me. Forgive me, Father. But you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, physically and spiritually, in Jesus' name. Father, Father we ask for your divine adjudication, Father God, in all these situations. What's going on in Texas, Father God? And, Father God, if we are really a republic, and some people think things were radically changed after whatever that was, September 11th, 2021, that quickly had the Patriot Act already. Isn't it amazing how quick that was written? It's just like instant, practically. Like maybe they rewrote it, but they wrote it ahead of time. Hmm. To take away what? The Constitution where we had rights? Oh, my. So, Father, we ask, Father God, that the rights of people to actually vote for their own officials instead of having somebody else appoint them through some unelected bureaucrat and somebody who has a, a control of the, of the uh, election machine. We ask for the divine intervention for Texas and every other area, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for that, Father. We ask for divine intervention and adjudication concerning the transgender issues, Father God, that Dr. Sabrina read about. And all these three uh, parents, Father God, that had issues with their children. The, the lady from Rhode Island, what was her name again? Oh, Solas, who wanted just to stand up for her children, Father God. And the other lady, there was a lady from Florida, Little John, and the lady from Martinez, who went to a horrific situation with her daughter, who was subjected to the public school system and the demons that were all those dressed up looking like they're going to help their children and teach them something useful. Uh, they're teaching them how to be confused. So, Father God, we ask for your divine help and intervention. So, Satan, your demonic assignments to affect all those in all the public school systems and even the private school sectors and the universities and all those that are being controlled by the funds coming from all these global elites, coming from uh, whatever, Communist Party from China, wherever the funds are coming from, from Soros coming from, 
from Kanda Basada because the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and others, Father God, those that have bowed the knees to worship other gods, the gods of self, the gods of pride, the gods of rebellion against the one true and living God. Father God, we ask you to bring them to judgment, Father God, in your way and in your time, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for doing so for each and every one of these, Father God, in Jesus' name. God bless you, Father God. You said, in Psalm 35, let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul and seek the souls of the children. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Psalm 35, 4. Let them be as chaff before the wind. Thank you for blowing your Holy Ghost wind, Father God. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction, if they, unless, unless they repent, the human beings, if they can repent, Father God, save their souls. But if they do not, let destruction come upon them, especially all the demons, come upon them as unawares. And let their net, let his net and the net of these demons, which he hath, catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. So, Father, we ask for your divine adjudication, Father God, in every one of these areas, including this, these people, Father God, that are taking children and getting them to be confused and actually commit suicide. And you know what else? God wants us to multiply and fill the earth. And the devil wants us to be sterilized and not produce children. Homosexuality and all that is a wonderful thing for Satan's agenda to not have naturally produced children raised in God-fearing homes where the Bible is actually read more than once a month in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God. Yes, even as Dina said, they are trying to sterilize everything. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver all the people. They're trying to sterilize the land. They're trying to sterilize. Yes, they're trying to sterilize the lands that won't produce crops. They're trying to sterilize the people, trying to sterilize. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. But, Father God, you're bigger. Father God, you said when the Pharisees wanted to, to, to complain about things, that you said you can raise up stones, Father God, to praise the name of the living God. So, Father God, you can change things that need to be changed the way you want. And we ask you, Father God, to deal with these social media companies like, like Twitter the way that need to be dealt with, Father God, in Jesus' name. Even as Jim Banks from Indiana pointed out, if he's just speaking a simple fact and he's been removed from the speaking a simple fact, because most people know that there are things such as male and female, and there are people that are so confused, they don't want people to know the truth, Father God. And not that I have any hate toward any of these people, Father God, but those people are so terribly, Father God, we bind that spirit of confusion. We bind every ungodly spirit of mass insanity and confusion concerning sexual identity and every other thing and all the root causes. We can't rebind the root causes in the name above all names, the name of the Lord Jesus. We cancel the root causes, all this confusion in Jesus' name. And in case some people think Paul just made this all up and didn't know anything about the Old Testament, uh, he was a scholar in the Old Testament, a lot more than used truly. I've read some of the chapters, and most of them probably heard almost all of them, but not all of them. I'm a work in progress, but Lord... I do remember when Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah, there was a little problem there. And uh, the, 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 the angels that you sent in to rescue Lot, those men in that town, they wanted to, have, uh, they wanted to quote, unquote, know them, like a husband's supposed to know a wife, but that's not what's supposed to be between man and man. Kind of said, we'll get it. It's about the two angels coming into Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 19. Kind of said, we'll get it. But, God, you know what was going on. 
even as Father Abraham prayed in the previous chapter, if there are just ten righteous people, you won't destroy the whole place. But his nephew lived there. He wanted his nephew Lot to be delivered and his, nep- and, and his Lot's family. Help me, Lord, to do a whole lot better than Lot. Lot didn't seem to even reach his son-in-law or sons-in-law. He didn't seem to reach his neighbors. They didn't seem to quite get it. Even his sons-in-law laughed at him, Father God. And we know that many people laugh at Christians. They say, oh, you old fuddy-duddy, you know. But, Lord, it's not a good thing to mock the living God. It's not a good thing. We bind every mocking spirit in Jesus' name. Every spirit of pride and presumption is bound in Jesus' name. But, Lord, we know that when you know what was going on, and you went to the judge of all the earth, as Father Abraham called the Lord, the judge of all the earth. You're going to judge all these things, Father God. You said you will not destroy the land if there be ten righteous people in that area of Sodom and Gomorrah, but apparently there weren't. Because what happened to those people that were homosexuals? Um, fire came down from heaven. And, and what happened to, his, to Lot's wife? She um, didn't hear the word of the Lord. Don't look back. Or if she did, she kind of wanted to go, well, I'll be obedient when I feel like it. You know, it doesn't fit with my doctrine today. Father God, what did she turn into? A pillar of salt. And you said, a whole, everyone shall be salted with fire. I think that's in the end of Mark chapter 9. Everyone's going to be salted with fire. So that's why we had communion. When we have our, that burning coal touches our lips, We'd get to die to evil speaking. <clears throat> yes, we love every human being. Even as Pat Holiday talked about the man who's getting all set to have hormones and have uh, breasts and have all this, have things cut off and, <clears throat> and have all that stuff done. And she, and, and, but he was so confused, but he came to Pat and said, what, what shall I do? So how about if we just get you to repent and we just cast out these spirits, but you have to stay really close to the Lord. And then he became a real man. He was already a real man, but he, he got rid of all this nonsense of getting all the hormones, and he got rid of this whole idea of going through this whole sex change operation. And he not only became a man and got married, he became a pastor who believed in the Bible the way it was actually written in the King James Version, not twisted in all the phony versions. And we thank you, Father God, including the NIV uh, homosexual Bible, which I didn't know what that's what it was, especially the, the second one. It's even worse than the first one, NIV. Some laughing pastor called it a nearly inspired version, inspired by, the, by Lucifer more, than, more than, than the living God. It does have a few scriptures in there, but it's 80,000 scriptures, something like that, less than the real Bible. But, Father God, you said in Genesis 19, Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. You know, there is the Lord that was on earth. Could that be the Lord Jesus, the Word of God, the pre-incarnate Christ? From the Lord out of heaven, could that be Heavenly Father? I don't know. Just a speculation. It does talk about two lords more than once. But it, it ultimately, there's only going to be one Lord. But right now, there's God in three persons. And people who don't even believe in the, in the Godhead, they never use the word Trinity in the King James, but it's called the Godhead. Like it says, where it's in Acts uh, 28, 29. It's the Godhead. It's other places. I think it's Romans 1, 17. It's of other places. But Father God, we know there's a Godhead. And what happened in verse 26? But his wife looked back from behind him. She became a pillar of salt in verse 26 of Genesis 19. Father, help us all to not look back. It says, if, if, if we've started on the journey with the Lord, we need to keep pressing forward and listen to our Lord, our Savior, He's our commander-in-chief. He's our good counselor, and he's showing us which way to go. We thank you that your sheep hear your voice, Lord Jesus. You know them, and they follow you. When the voice of a stranger, they will not heed. 
And I thank you, Lord, for teaching me and growing me up little by little, day by day, more and more. We ask for divine intervention, adjudication concerning the people in the so-called gay church, which is not even really, is that a church? I don't know. Maybe people can give less like the one Pat ministered to, but not everybody understands about deliverance. Our problems with the demons that are in the people, the ones that are still people, God knows the people. He knows each one's heart. He only, only he knows my heart, every one of our hearts. We ask, Father God, that you deliver all these people that are such, that are confused, Father God. And how about the scriptures in Leviticus that talk about a man's not supposed to lie with a man as as a, as a, as um, as with a as a woman? Kind of said, did Paul write that? I think he knew that. He read that. Did he invent it? No. The words are inspired by all scriptures given by inspiration of God. As Pastor Sabrina already gave us that scripture from from uh, was that Second Timothy three sixteen somewhere like that. And, and we thank you for that. All scripture is given by your inspiration, Father God. We ask for divine intervention in all these situations, Father God, including these people that have been so confused in Jesus' name. And we ask for your divine help. And so from our position, Stephen, heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians, not, yes, Ephesians 2, 6, according to Proverbs eighteen ten, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And you said, Lord, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When we smite the land of Egypt, we plead and sprinkle and literally apply the blood of Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, over every door, every window, every access, electronic accesses, every, every one of our minds and hearts, and all of our family members, all those who have interceded for, including all the children, all the children, Father God, all over the earth, not just in Ukraine, not just in China, all the children all over the earth, Father God, in Jesus' name. All the children have been, been brought across the southern border in the United States, perhaps against their will or under pretenses of, oh, you're going to get a better life. This woman came from El Salvador, Martinez, Father God, <clears throat> who thought she was coming for a better life. And what happened to her daughter? Was it a better life? I don't know. I don't know. Life is much more than having a nice refrigerator. Yes, one can get by with with preserved foods without refrigeration. But, Father, I thank you that you do hear prayers, even when we just pray in our prayer language. So, Satan, for our position, Satan, have your places in Christ. You be commanded to be known for the flow of power communication from all the demons of the second heavens, the bush and the deep, to all those, I, Sabrina, Bill, Pringle, and every member of the body, Christ, Vendor, Cedar, for at any time, including all those in a position of authority. The glows, all those from the from the agenda from the World Economic Forum that are trying to bring about a great reset, the Agenda 2030 agenda, and all these agendas they're trying to bring about <clears throat> to take away your own nothing and be happy, to try and control people against their will. We bind up every one of these witchcraft curses, every sorcery spirit coming from the Vatican, every other source, returned at least several has the spirits to send them. Do those spirits intend to do us? We sever with the Word of God, which is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Every curse sent against each and every one of us. The curse caused less shall not come, Proverbs 26, 2, as we repent and renounce all sins, including ungodly fear and selfishness and pride and rebellion. The curse caused less shall not come. <clears throat> we thank you, Jesus. We overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto the death. Every attack coming against each one of us are returned at least sevenfold, at least sevenfold, at least sevenfold on the heads of spiritual stems to do those spiritual things, but they intend to do to us. And Father, <clears throat> we know what you did with Gideon and his army. And what happened to them? You caused a division between those different people. There were that huge army spread up before Gideon. There's three, little 300 men. And what did they have? They had they had a pitcher filled with a torch. About 300 men. And they said, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And the sword of the Lord. And of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
coming through each and every one of us, not just in the all your saints, all over the earth, and every nation, those who have given their hearts, all their hearts to Lord Jesus, Father. And you think that no weapon from the from the